Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and the triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. start today we're going to play a little matchbox trivia called the great debate no we will not be debating personally because i value us both coming out of this one in one piece but we'll be hearing your opinion on a range of crazy subject topics here we go today we've got elia with us hi elia hi people should leave their mobiles on in the cinemas and theaters oh totally not <laughs> words should be replaced with pictures oh that would be so good everyone should have a pen friend in another country Oh, I definitely agree. Yeah, I had a pen friend who I met in Bali, but she was actually from Perth, so not really in another country, but we would write to each other like when I was in primary school. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. Elia, this is your second time on the podcast. Can you fill us in on what's been happening in your life since your last podcast, which was actually one of the very first ones we did, which is cool. Yeah, that was a while ago now. Mm. Well, I've moved house, still working. Just been to New Zealand on a holiday. That was pretty fun and really relaxing. Elia, what are you going to talk to us today about? So today I'm going to talk about stillness, rest and time out from the hustle. Why is this an important topic in today's society? I think that society tells us that to be successful, we have to be achieving things, making progress and always moving ahead. I think so much of our society is geared towards being busy and doing more things and doing them faster. I've seen prints around lately which say hustle or eat, pray, hustle. I think that this is just such a way that society makes us feel that we have to be. So I did a bit of Googling on the definition of hustle. And if you use it as a noun, it means a state of great activity. And if you use it as a verb, so to hustle, it means to proceed or work rapidly or energetically or to push roughly or jostle. If you think about if someone might ask you, how have you been going lately, Sarah? It's so easy just to say, oh, busy. Mm. And it's like it's a sign of achievement and that we're important and in demand. But I think it can get to a point where there's too much busy and too much hustle. And I think this is when it can start to impact negatively on our lives and on our well-being and our relationships. Elia, I'm so excited that you're here today because you're actually going to talk about this book, Present Ever Perfect by Sean and Minquist. This is a book that I'm almost finished, but you have finished it and recommended it. And I think a lot of women would really benefit from hearing some highlights. So you've agreed to come and share some highlights from your personal experience reading this book. And I'm really excited. Thanks, Sarah. I'm so excited to share my experience with reading this book. I absolutely loved reading this book and it came at such a great time in my life and so much goodness and refreshment through Shauna's stories and experiences spoke really to where I was at and to my heart. And so I'd love to share a little bit about how I read through the book. I actually journaled through the chapters. So I'd read a part and if something stood out to me, I'd write it down in like, you know, like a summary kind of form and, you know, with the page number and the chapter that it was from. So I could flick back if I wanted to read that bit again. I'd love to just share some of those highlights and... Yes, because you brought your journal with you. So you're going to flick through and you're going to just pinpoint some of your favorite parts from the journal and read them to us. Yeah. So I'll read a few bits that Sean has written and it's kind of going to be like a bit of a condensed version 
And then there's times where I will read a little bit of my prayer or um, reflection. And that's going to be the focus of today. So she talks about the hustle and explaining kind of how we go about this hustle. It's about trusting that the hustle will never make you feel the way you want to feel. In that way, it's a drug and I fall for the initial rush every time. If I push enough, I'll feel whole. I'll feel proud. I'll feel happy. What I feel, though, is exhausted and resentful, but with well-organized closets. And I think when I read this, I was like, wow, I could really relate. You know, when we push ourselves so hard, we just keep pushing and pushing because this is what we need to do or we feel that we need to do. And then she goes on to say, and I know that activity, any activity, keeps me from feeling. So that becomes a drug too. I'll run circles around this house, folding clothes and closing cabinets, sweeping and tending to things, never allowing myself to feel the cavernous ache. So she goes on a little bit further, talking about like we decide how our life can look. We get to make that decision. It's not about other people making that decision. She says, you get to decide who you're going to disappoint, who you're going to say no to, what you need along the way, a sense of God's deep, unconditional love, and a strong sense of your own purpose. She goes on, time always helps me make these decisions because if I'm rushed, I always say yes. When I have time, I can instead say to myself, go back to being loved, go back to your purpose. This thing I am being asked to do will not get me more love and this will not help me meet my purpose. When you say, this is what I can do and this is what I can't, you'll find so much freedom in that. And I think for me, being a bit of a people pleaser and a recovering perfectionist, it's so easy for me, or it has been so easy for me just to say yes mm. to people and to things. And I think that was that time in my life when I was so busy was because I was saying yes to these things that weren't necessarily bad things, but I was saying too many yeses and I needed to say more noes. And that's something that I've been learning through this is to look at, okay, what are those things that are important to say yes to and what are those things that you actually need to say no to. So another part that she talks about was how the problem of the hustling affects our heart. But more clearly than ever, I understood the problem. The hustling that had so deeply compromised my heart was an effort to outrun the emptiness and deep insecurity inside me. Now I'm beginning to see that love is the truth and the darkness is a lie. It used to be that I was my most anxious, jittery, frantic self when I was alone and still. And that makes sense to me now. Essentially, I had a hollow core and that emptiness became deafening in the stillness. So I ran and ran and talked and talked and spun circles around my life, avoiding that emptiness. What I find now, though, is that the stillness is where I feel safe and grounded and that the frantic living spins me away from myself from my centre, from my new and very precious awareness of how deeply I'm loved. I return to the silence to return to love. I can't hear the voice of love when I'm hustling. As I was reflecting on this, I was reminded so clearly by God that it's in the stillness, that's where I find him, and in the quiet, not in the hustle, and in the overwork, and the overbusy, and the yes, yes, yes. Shauna goes on to talk about how we as Christians ought to live in this like deeply grounded state. And so she says, Christians, even more than anyone else, ought to be deeply grounded, living a courageous rhythm of rest, prayer, service and work. 
And many of us have, have stomped on the accelerator of our own lives and obliterated all evidence of that lovely path we do for him instead of being with him. And I'm relearning daughterness and I find it most through silence and nature. And I think that was something that God was speaking to me about was to learn to be more with Jesus and that it's not all about doing for him. But the most important thing is to find him and to be with him and to find him in the quiet and the stillness. Another highlight is where Shauna talks about how our life is our life and no one else gets to define what that looks like. This is actually my life and it doesn't matter a bit if it would be lovely for someone else to live. What does matter? Does it feel congruent with how God made me and called me? What's changing everything for me is a new understanding that we get to decide how we want to live. And if I'm honest, I let words like responsible and capable govern many of my years. And what good are they? But it's only when we're truly alone that we can listen to our lives and God's voice speaking out from the silence. And I think for me, this was so true to put aside those expectations, to put aside those expectations of what I think that other people think um, or what I think that I should think uh, and to look at, okay, what is it that's going to be important to me and what's important to God? And I think that the struggle for that and finding that right balance was actually a challenge and I've journaled through here this expectation on myself is a still happening struggle with being perceived as competent responsible or having it all together knowing that I'm not and that I don't and I'm so thankful that God is teaching me that I don't have to have it all together and I don't have to be that So as I've journaled through, I've got different parts, um, you know, with like asterisks or, you know, just like the page numbers of where I found in the book. But I've wrote this one part and I've got like this giant asterisk with gold underlined and like, you know, brackets around it. So I'd love to share that. This isn't about working less or more necessarily. It's about rejecting the myth that every day is a new opportunity to prove our worth and about the truth that our worth is inherent given by God, not earned by our hustling. It's also about realising that what makes our lives meaningful is not what we accomplish, but how deeply and honestly we connect with the people in our lives, how wholly we give ourselves to the making of a better world through kindness and courage. Perfect and the hunt for it will ruin our lives, that's for certain. The ache for perfection keeps us isolated and exhausted. And so, instead, present. It's real and tactile, and something you can hold with both hands, something rich and warm. It isn't pretty necessarily, it isn't supposed to be. Present is choosing to believe that your own life is worth investing deeply in, instead of waiting for some rare miracle or fairy tale. Perfect has nothing on truly, completely, wide-eyed, open-souled present. Final highlight, and for a recovering perfectionist like me who wants to get it right first time, all the time, and keep having it right, it was a really good reminder to remember that it's not going to be right and it's not going to be like this all the time. Probably you will not always live in this new, brave, grounded space, but there's good news too. If we just keep coming back to the silence, if we keep grounding ourselves as often as we need to in God's wild love, 
if we keep showing up and choosing to be present in both the mess and in the delight, we will find our way home. Even if the road is winding and full of fits and starts, we will find our way home. And I experienced this too, not long after finishing the book. I found myself easily losing the silence and easily losing the stillness. And not long after that, it was Christmas and it was busy and I just had to keep coming back to it to be not too hard on myself and to receive God's grace. I noticed when I hadn't had times of stillness and quiet with God that that's when I was trying to do things in my own strength. And for me, I had to just keep reminding myself and coming back to finding that refreshment, not just staying on that busy hustle treadmill. What are some Bible verses or inspirational stories that got you through this time where you're trying not to be as busy? Psalm 62, 1-2 says, Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. Truly He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Psalm 46, 10 says, Be still, comma, and know that I am God. I will be honoured by every nation. I will be honoured throughout the world. And I love that in Psalm 46, we had it preached on a couple of months ago at church and there was a real point made about that comma there. So it says, be still, comma. So to be still, pause, take a breath, rest, and know that I'm God. Elia, before we finish today, do you have any final words of encouragement for our listeners? My prayer for each one of us is that we would know that we are someone created with worth and value, with opinions not defined by achievement or efficiency, organisation or competence, that we might receive grace upon grace, not get too caught up in the busyness of being busy, that we might live more lightly, that we might choose carefully our yeses and our noes, and that we might experience the revolutionary, unconditional love of God. Elia, thank you so much for chatting to us today on the podcast. It's been great to be encouraged and inspired to find stillness, rest, and time out from our hustle. And I really hope that a lot of us are challenged by this and need to go out and read the book if we haven't read the book already, or we actually just take time to be still and work out where we want to be with our relationship with God. So thank you. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week. Uh,